Welcome to the Reform Saint Podcast. Today, we will be going through the T in TULIP, which otherwise known as Total Depravity. The TULIP is an acronym for the teachings of uh, Calvinism, which are the, uh, known as Total Depravity, Unconditional Election, Limited Atonement, Irresistible Grace, Perseverance of the Saints. Now, the T total depravity this is a system of theology specifically geared towards soteriology which is the doctrine of salvation now today we'll be going through the T and in fact we'll be going through some of the some scriptures in the Old Testament some in the New Testament now this question brings up the question, do we have free will to choose God? Do we have free will in it, in it of ourselves to choose God, to choose the things of God, to obey God naturally? Do we have that ability? Do we have that inclination? And I am going to answer that through scripture. Several scriptures in the Old Testament, mostly in the New Testament. Now, I have my MacArthur Study Bible, and I'm going to start in Genesis 6-5, where it says, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. Now we look at the study notes. This is one of the strongest and clearest statements about man's sinful nature. Sin begins in the thought life. Sin is totally encompassing. Unpaid depravity also means that evil has contaminated every aspect of our being, our heart. Our mind, our personality, our emotions, our conscience, our motives, and will. Unredeemed sinners are therefore incapable of doing anything to please God. Isaiah 64, 6. They are incapable of truly loving the God who reveals himself in Scripture. They are incapable of obedience from the heart with righteous motives. They are incapable of understanding spiritual truth. They are incapable of genuine faith. And that means they are incapable of pleasing God or truly seeking Him. Total depravity means sinners have no ability to do spiritual good or work for their own salvation from sin. They are so completely disinclined to love righteousness, so thoroughly dead in sin, that they are not able to save themselves or even to fit themselves for God's salvation. Unbelieving humanity has no capacity to desire understand, believe, or apply spiritual truth. A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. End quote. Total depravity does not mean that we're, we don't have any free will as it pertains to human goodness, human altruism, human motives, and the like as we see in scripture our will natural man is at enmity with God is hostile to God and as we go through scripture we'll see that more clearly now we're gonna go through to Jeremiah 17:9. the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things and desperately sick who can understand it page 88 it reads, and I quote, Theologians refer to this doctrine as total depravity. It does not mean 
that unbelieving sinners are always as bad as they could be, it does not mean that the expression of sinful human nature is always lived out to the fullest. It does not mean that unbelievers are incapable of acts of kindness, benevolence, goodwill, or human altruism. It certainly does not mean that non-Christians cannot appreciate goodness, beauty, honesty, decency, or excellence. It does mean, however, that none of this has any merit with God. Jeremiah 13.23 Can the Ethiopian change his skin, or the leopard change his spots? So, then also you can do good who are accustomed to do evil. You can't do good. This vivid analogy assumes that sinners cannot change their sinful natures. Only God can change the heart. Isaiah 6, 8. All of our righteousness, all of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags, which is a vivid picture of our righteousness, our good deeds, wanting to be acceptable to God, are like filthy rags. They are worthless in the sight of God as any merit towards salvation, accompanying salvation. Salvation is by grace of God alone. Now we look in the New Testament, Isaiah 64, verse 6 through 8. We have all become like one who is unclean, all, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and you have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. This is saying that all of our righteousness, all of our best, all of our our supposed goodness are like filthy rags in the sight of a holy and righteous God. We are by nature unregenerate. Man, natural man, by nature is, is at enmity with God. It's all over scripture, all of the New Testament and the Old Testament. Psalm chapter 14, verse 2 through 3. Psalm chapter 14, verses 2 through 3. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good. Not even one. This is obviously talks about the heart of man. No one is righteous. No one is good. No one seeks for God. No one understands. And this is exactly what Paul is teaching in Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. And we'll stay here for the rest of the time. Romans chapter 3 verses 10 through 18. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, as we look at the study notes, like this is quoted, obviously, from what I just read. 
Psalms 14, 1 through 3, and 53, Psalms 53, 1 through 3. Um, the common introduction to Old Testament quotations. This, the tense of the Greek verb stretches continually in permanence. Continuity and permanence. The tense of the Greek verb stretches continuity and permanence and implies its divine authority. None is righteous. Man is universally evil. No one understands. Man is unable to comprehend the truth of God or grasp his standard of righteousness. Sadly, his spiritual ignorance does not result from lack of opportunity, but is an expression of his depravity and rebellion. Ephesians 4.18 No one seeks for God. This verse clearly implies that the world's false religions are fallen, man, are fallen man's attempts to escape the true God, not to seek him. Man's natural tendency is to seek his own interests, but his only hope is for God to seek him. It is only as a result of God's work in the heart that anyone seeks him. All have turned aside. This word basically means to lean in the wrong direction. It was used to describe a soldier's running the wrong way or deserting. All men are inclined to leave God's way and pursue their own. No one does good. No, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. Graves were sealed not only to show respect for the deceased, but to hide the sight and scent of, a de of the body's decay. As an unsealed grave allows that those who pass to see and smell what is inside. The unregenerate person's open throat, that is, the foul words that come from it, reveal the decay of his heart. Proverbs ten thirty one through thirty two, Proverbs fifteen through two, twenty uh, and twenty eight, Jeremiah seventeen nine, Matthew twelve thirty four through thirty five, Matthew fifteen through eighteen, James three one through twelve. Now, as we look at this. We're going to take a little step back and realize that Romans 3, chapter 10 to 18, describes holy man's depravity, man's utter helplessness, man's depravity. Romans 10 through 12 describes man's character, 13 through 14, the conversation, and 15 through 18, the conduct. Now, as we read on the study notes... Venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. This is quoted from Psalms 10 through 7. It refers to wanting the worst for someone and publicly expressing the desire in derisive language. Bitterness, the open public expression of emotional hostility against one's enemy. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Man damages and destroys everything he touches, leaving a trail of pain and suffering in his wake. The way of peace they have not known, not the lack of inner sense of peace, but man's tendency towards strife and conflict, whether between individuals or nations. They have no fear of God before their eyes. Man's true spiritual condition is nowhere more clearly seen than in the absence of proper submission to and reverence for God. Biblical fear consists of one, awe of his greatness and glory, and two, dread are the results of violating that holy nature. Now we see here thoroughly through scripture that man 
in his natural state is at enmity with God, is hostile to God, does not understand things of God, doesn't want to understand things of God, is unwilling, unable to come to God. Apart from God's grace, they are unwilling, unable to come to God. They're man, us in our natural state, is unregenerate, unwilling to come to God, unable to come to God. So then you question obviously proceeds. How is man saved? What does this what does this imply? What does this mean? And we'll answer that next week when we go over the you in Tulip Unconditional Election. Thank you for uh, listening. My name is Dylan once again and